podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. To 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Welcome to Touchy Gunas podcast. I am today's host, not your usual suspect, but um, instead of Lewis, you've got Shabs stepping in. So I hope you're all good. And I'm joined by our usual suspect, Sean. How you doing, Sean? Yeah, all good, all good. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. We've got German Dan, who should hopefully be joining us a little later. Um, and we've got a very, very special guest. Um, you guys all already know him. We've had him, what was about four or five weeks ago? Sammy? 
something like that. He was, yeah. Yeah, he, was due, he was due in he was a uh, start of lockdown games, wasn't it? So yeah, it must have been about so maybe six seven weeks ago. It was during lockdown, but yeah, you guys so, so you guys should already know I was giving it away. But um, Sammy Mockbell, how you doing, pal? I'm good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. No, thanks for thanks thanks for coming back, man. Always welcome, man. Thank you. It's great great to have you guys. So um, I think like how were at the, at the last time we ha we had you, and actually you, you gave us quite a few a few gems. But the last time we had you, things were really at the the the, the height of lockdown, and I think we had just had the Premier League restart. If not, we were about to go into the Premier League restart, and you were talking about um, just your your line of work and what it's like for you at the moment. How are things for you at the moment? Have they have they have they changed somewhat, or are they um, so enough or? In terms of uh, coverage, in terms of uh, the, the the matches, yeah. that, that has remained the same. So, obviously, there's no Premier League at the moment. But um, so we go into the games behind closed doors, yeah. uh, masks at all times. Um, there's no press conferences, so all the all the access to so for your mid zones and your and your um, and, and, and your and your post match press conferences and your pre match press conferences. They're all done via via Zoom, so we're not coming face to face with with any players or or, or managers or staff at the moment. It, it's purely every, every, all the access is done on is done on the computer, and then uh, once or twice, or like three times a week, we will we you know we, we we will go to games. Usually, we would send maybe one or two reporters to matches. At the moment, the, the Premier League are insisting uh, that it's just one per one per national newspaper so even that's limited uh but we're i think we're all hopeful um ahead of next season for and, and you know towards the start of next season that things will start resembling what we what we used to obviously we're not going to have 100 percent crowds in uh from the start um but i think we're edging that way although you know i think across europe at the moment we're seeing a bit of a spike aren't we so um i want i just wonder if those those plans might be um, slightly delayed. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 still very much up in the air, isn't it? About um, what's going to happen. I've seen today as well. Um, was it today or yesterday? Just in the in in the media and the coverage about um, the challenge football clubs are facing about season ticket holders as 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 well and what, what they do on that front as well and getting the season ready. And although we definitely seem to have passed the the the, the worst of it. As far as the coronavirus is concerned, there's still lots of um, kind of uncertainty about what happens with 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 sure. wide scale events like football matches, where you're looking about thirty, forty, fifty thousand fans in 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 stadiums, and how you kind of manage that, or how long before we get back to something that we're all familiar with, isn't it? So it's it's definitely yeah. adaptation. If I'm if I'm honest, I I, I um. I can't see. I can't really foresee a, a full stadium beyond or before. Sorry, the end of the year. I just. Mm. I, I can't see it. I think they're gonna once the stadiums reopen. I think it's. They're looking at the start of October. Mm. Maybe they're looking at sort of twenty-five, thirty percent capacities. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they'd have to give that maybe a good. Four or five weeks to see how that goes, and then they, you know it goes, and then they increase increase capacity again. Hopefully, yeah. 50, 60 percent, and then they might be able to go the final step um, 
towards the start of next year. I think what I think the goal for UEFA and the goal for European football is to be able to to be in a position um, for the Euros, obviously twenty twenty one, for for that to be at full capacity. Um, and I thought so I think that's the kind of direction they're headed in. Understandably, it's such a massive event, isn't it? The European Championships for UEFA, it's their showpiece. Yeah, it's their yeah. showpiece event, international tournament. So. Um, I think that they, you know, everyone wants to take sort of baby steps towards, towards introducing fans back. We don't, what we don't want is any setbacks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, would, you know, that, will, that, will, that will delay things even further. So um, I think everyone's been relatively positive, but they're, you know, tentative at the same time with regards to the reintroduction of supporters. Yeah, perfect. Um... I said perfect. I mean, thanks. That's helpful. It's not perfect. Far from perfect situation. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange situation. To um, I don't know if you've ever experienced going like going to games with yeah, absolutely with, with no fans. It's it's a really oh. yeah. It's a really it's you know it's 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 tantamount to go in to watch um, your mates play. Yeah, it's just, you know there's, there's zero atmosphere. Obviously, the the, the, the quality of the football is still. It's still second to none, and it, you mm. know, it's still brilliant. But um, it's such a weird experience with no, with no fans. And I have to say, and I don't know what you, how you guys feel about it, and how you guys felt about the quality of the games uh, post lockdown. But I certainly felt there was a perhaps five ten percent drop because I think the, the the players and they would they would admit this themselves that they feed off the supporters, right? Mm. And you know, playing in front of those crowds, reacting to. To the, to the to the supporters give, would give a player five an extra five percent ten percent on a match day and you know that's that's probably the difference between have you know watching a uh, a good game and watching an absolutely marvelous game. Yeah, I was I was I was, I was going to ask you that in, in fact as well. Like, how do you, do, like how, as someone who has experienced um, games during lockdown, how did you feel about the quality and the way that the players um, maybe reacted to or, or um, encountered and experienced matches? As well? Yeah, the games that I went to, um, I, I certainly felt that there was there wasn't a lack of intensity, but there just wasn't the same level of intensity mm. because I just, I, I, I honestly believe and I, I, maybe a professional f- footballer would, wouldn't, wouldn't admit this because they're professionals and they would perform in it under any circumstances, mm. under any conditions. But I certainly felt that it just took, it took an extra, a few percent off their, off, off their, off their games on, on, on game day. Mm. I, I, I certainly, I certainly feel games, Behind closed doors, just not as uh, not as good, essentially, that, uh, as as games in, in front of fans. I don't. The, the spectacle is nowhere near uh, what it is. Um, I don't know if you watch many games on on TV. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy the the fake crowd um, noise. I don't know if you guys did. Terrible. Then equally. You know, it's it's a really weird experience when you turn over to the you know when you turn the the crowd the crowd noise off, mm. watching a game on TV with no supporters and you know pure utter silence pretty much, apart from the odd expletive here and there from some of the players. Um, it's really it's just a really strange experience. So um, listen, I know everyone. I've you know I've had, I've had conversations today um, 
with 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 the FA about it, and you know, they 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 are desperate and they are pushing for fans to come back as soon as possible. But it needs, you know, but equally it needs to be safe. And um, I just think at the moment, no one, you know, as I said, that there's, there's appears to be a bit of a spike occurring across across Europe and across the continent. And um, uh, yeah, I just think. The, the, the authorities are going to are going to be really cautious about about when and how they reintroduce supporters back. Sean, how did you how, how did you find it? Anything that you want to add to that? Just before we no, go yeah, off, I, I can imagine um, from from just a fan perspective watching it, um, it did feel weird. I think I think after a while, you just have to sort of blank it out and just focus on the game, don't you? As well, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree generally with Sammy. I miss. The experience is is taken down a notch when you don't have fans there. It sounds a bit cliche, but honestly, where the the atmosphere, you, you you just generally do miss. Like for example, like the, even the Champions League games we've been watching at the moment, it just doesn't feel the same. Do you know what I mean? Like imagine you had the crowd there watching Bayern <laughs> when they mullered Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? That would have been crazy, crazy, crazy. So even like a crowd celebrating PSG reaching their first ever Champions League final. Do you know what I mean? So it's those sort of moments that you're that you're missing out at the moment. So it's it's a real shame. And um, yeah, as Sammy says, hopefully we can get back to that as, as soon as possible. But obviously, as soon as it's safe to do so. I completely can. I, I completely agree. I think post lockdown, since football's restarted, we've had some real big moments, right? Momentous moments in football. Liverpool winning their first league title in thirty years. Um, PSG getting to their, you know, their first Champions League final. Well, you know, Arsenal winning the cup final. Um, mm. But those moments have just been ruined, in my opinion. They're still great achievements. Don't get me wrong. They are brilliant achievements, but you know, without your supporters there to to experience and, and to enjoy that that moment with, it's just not the same. And I think the players and every, all the staff at the club, at, within the squads and at the clubs, would, would concur with that. Um, which again is obviously another reason for for, 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 for you know, reason why we want fans back in the stadiums as soon as possible. Yeah. No, I agree with you definitely. Um, let's hope we get back to something to, to, to something real soon. And I suppose as the new season um, kind of emerges, let's just keep our keep our um, our ears glued to what the developments are. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. And we look, we're all together because we love football. We love the sport of football. You know what I mean? So um, we want to see it in its purest form, and that includes fans and the atmosphere and and and, and all of the different components the game so, so let's see um but yeah i want to I, I want to move on slightly off because um sammy we've got some praise for you fella because um when we had you on yeah um you know just some 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 of the talk and some of the conversation uh, a big part of the conversation we were fixed on arsenal and what we thought the dealings would be like in the summer etc 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 um and you gave the early nod to william um, and, lo- <laughs> and lo and behold, lo and behold, you know, here we are five, six weeks on. Um, he's an Arsenal player, you know what I mean? And, um, so you know, I think the the reaction from Arsenal fans to signing him has been divided. Some are really happy with not, not really happy, but some are okay and kind of optimistic and waiting to see 
um, what he'll do, how he'll be utilised by Arteta, kind of where we'll play, we play centrally, which Arteta has alluded to, we play as a wide man. What does this mean for Pepe? What does this mean for Saka? Um, what does this mean for Aubameyang? So there are all the, the, those questions. Um, and, and other fans are more um, pessimistic and upset that we've signed another kind of Chelsea reject, which I don't think is the case here with Willian, actually. They really wanted to keep to keep him, keep hold of him. I'm hearing today that United wanted to sign him as well. But anyway, put that to the side for one moment. You gave the shout early doors. Um, so you just want to give some 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 praise there and acknowledgement. Yeah. You heard it here first on yeah. the Touchy Gooners <laughs> about five, six weeks ago. Right now, so no, no, I'm, pretty, I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm glad I did it on your podcast. <laughs> Great stuff, man. Thanks, man. And Sean, you was you you were saying as well. You wish you. Yeah, some stuff I mean, Sammy. To be honest, you said place a bet on it, so um, I wish I'd taken you up on it. So I wonder, do you have um, any other tips I should be putting money down on for <laughs> <laughs> placing bets for transfers at the moment? Uh, at the moment, the, the, the one that they're trying to do at the moment is is, is Gabriel from uh, from Lille. That, mm. that deal's been in the pipeline for a while. Um, they've been working on it for a number of weeks. Uh, but my understanding about that, that's, I, wouldn't probably, I wouldn't recommend, while they're trying, I probably wouldn't recommend you um, place your mortgage on that yet. He's got, <laughs> he's got options, and that's the thing. And okay. while Arsenal are obviously a great club and a massive club, uh, and any player, mm. I, still, I still think they're a big pull in European mm. football. I, I honestly do. I think... Mm. The, the tra- tradition of the club and the, the reputation still, you know, still is still relevant uh, among players. But we also, what we also have to understand is, players want to be playing in the best competitions in in in, in, in essentially the Champions League. Mm. Uh, so while Arsenal are as a, a, a major pool for footballers, it's a tough. I think it's a tough. Um, it's a tough decision and it's a tough one to justify to yourself when you do have a Champions League club who are after you who want to sign you Is is, is, is that Man United you're alluding to? Yeah Sammy okay yeah. so you're saying Yeah I, I think they're involved now Okay um, It's a tough one it's a tough one to justify yourself it, it remains to be seen just how serious United's interest is Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, in, in, in a straight shootout between Napoli and um, Arsenal, you would imagine um, London not being so far away from home mm-hmm. would be an option. Would would be would would be a factor for Gabriel. Um, but what you know, while I, Arsenal are quietly confident. While what in a while a player has options, you know you you would probably wouldn't be wise to be to be counting your chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the Willian deal, um, I knew back then that that was that was pretty much nailed on. I knew what was being offered. I knew what was going on. I knew what the deal was, and it would have taken something extraordinary, another offer, an extraordinary offer from either Chelsea or another another rival club to sort of blow. To blow what Arsenal were offering out the water, mm. um, whereas I, I, I don't quite get that impression with. Sorry, I don't quite get that impression with this. I think, what, as I say, Arsenal uh, are confident, are quietly confident of getting the deal done. Yeah. But um, 
because because it, it, it seems to have to and fro Sammy. Some are saying yeah, yeah done deal. Yeah. Others are saying oh no fees been agreed. Um, obviously other interest. So c- can you clarify where we're sort of at? Is, do, is there a fee, a fee been agreed or? My understanding is that there is a fee agreed. Yeah, okay. there, is, there, there is a fee agreed. So it it, it is literally now down to the player. Okay. Um, so and, and 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 that's exactly what what concerns me because it it. it it appears that the player's taken a little bit of time and he's, in, he's entitled to, but it appears he's taken a little bit of time to, to, to make his mind up, uh, which you know, isn't necessarily a, a sign that he's desperate to sign for, hmm. for Arsenal. Uh, listen, he might, you know, it, it may turn out that he does. And, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I would probably lean towards that he will sign. But um, yeah, the fact it's taking so long to to sort of to to make a decision uh, doesn't necessarily bode well. I, I, I think that's the worry, isn't it? Because we've seen some outlets report that he's the preferred choice, but I guess the longer it sort of dallies on yeah. other teams, and and you don't close the deal, other teams like you said, Man United, Napoli could come back in with a stronger offer. So I guess it's, it'll be interesting to see what. I just happens. wonder, you know, the, 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 I just wonder with that. I wonder if he's just waiting. For someone else to come in for him, mm. uh, yeah, leaving the, the door open, leaving the door open for other clubs. Yeah. Now every every club that will now know how much it costs to get him out of Lille because Arsenal have agreed to fee, so you know what the price is. You know what the price is. Yeah. Um, if he agrees, a, if he agrees personal terms of Arsenal, then you then know how much Arsenal are paying. So a rival club will know exactly how much it will cost. To, to, to get him out of there and how much it will cost for you to pay him for him to come. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, you just fear something. You might, there might be a, a, a fear that he be, he will be using Napoli or, or Arsenal to, to snuff out other clubs potentially. Yeah, uh, that, I think he's, he's one that has excited um, <laughs> the, 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 the group, um, our Tachi Gunas community um just because we like what we've what we've seen of him um for, for for most of us i'm i'm keen on him based on what i've seen um but he's he's he, he's he's not a player who comes with yeah the right profile but he's not a player that comes with that huge rep that um if we did miss out on him i'd be you know i'd, I'd be crushed up. but um i'm encouraged by the profile you know, the type of player, the type of defender that we're going after. Um, and yeah, his age profile as well as like what his attributes, his, his, his physicality. Um, he's a left-footed centre-back as well. Um, you know, he's got some experience of playing in, in, in Europe, albeit he's, only, he's had his first full season for, for Lille. But, um, and I never worry about, um, me and Sean were chatting last week, but I never worry about players coming to um, the Prem from the French League as well because that's a that's a in terms of how they cope physically because yeah. that's a league where they'll they'll, they'll get it all. Um, but let's see let's 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 see what happens there. The one that we are keen on and will be devastated about if we don't sign him is Thomas Partey. He's 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 the one and um, these rumours have been swirling, they've been dragging for a little while. For months um, for, for months. What I understand is that um, the fees agreed uh, well, no, personal terms have been agreed. That's what I understand. Um, but then that depends on kind of where, where you read that, where you hear that, who, who, who you believe, who you attribute um, mm-hmm. your sources to. Um, but it's 
Atletico Madrid, who um, sound like they're in need of cash, are waiting for Arsenal to um, accept um, or to meet their um, valuation of him, which is a minimum release clause of about £45 million. So that's kind of what is uh, ha- continues to be reported. Um, but I don't know if you know or, or, or hear or see things different to that. I think, I, well, I know that the interest is... is, is is genuine and authentic. It's definitely there. They, you know, they definitely. I think the the recruitment team are unanimous. This is a player that would, would certainly improve Arsenal's midfield. Um, I think, uh, and from what I understand, that the player is willing to come, um, which is uh, already a major hurdle that the club would have overcome. Obviously, the biggest hurdle is is actually agreeing a fee, as it, as it always is, agreeing agreeing the fee with the with the opposite club, with the rival club. Um, and yeah, I think you know, forty five million pounds um, appears it w- appears it, w- it would certainly be money well spent because he's a net, he's a fantastic player, and and Arsenal have been crying out for this sort of player. What we're looking like ten years, aren't we? If not more. A, a dominant, a dominant uh, centre midfielder. Centre midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Since 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 Vieira left, since Gilberto Silva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, exactly. Just, we, we haven't had that profile of midfielder. Every summer, every summer, was, every summer, I was being told that this is the summer that this is the summer that they're going to go and sign the sign the sign a, a box to box midfielder, um, and it just didn't it didn't happen. Arsene Wenger had. His own views, didn't he? And how he wanted his team to play. He wanted, you know, he wanted technical players, which is, you know, which was great. But you, you have to remember, Arsenal Wenger's best team had Patrick Vieira in it, right slap bang in the middle of it. They were the monsters, yeah. They, yeah. they could do, well, they could do both as well. They could, you know? they could do both. Yeah, could exactly. do both. Let's not get that, you know, let's not get it twisted. Vieira could play. He wasn't. He, he wasn't just an athlete. He, mm. he was a fantastic athlete. But he, you know, he could play. He was he was graceful. He was a player, hmm. uh, and I think there's a, there's there, there's a semblance of of, of Vieira in in Partey. So I can understand why supporters will certainly be excited by 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 his arrival. But the price tag is is heavy, and um, I know you said earlier, you know. Uh, about Gabriel, about you know, we, he isn't one that necessarily he isn't a high-profile name. He isn't he isn't one that would necessarily excite supporters because he doesn't have that profile. Because he's, this is essentially that's essentially his first season, right? In Lille, in Lille first. Yeah, yeah. But we have to, yeah, we have to understand that's that's where Arsenal are shopping at the moment. That's where they have to shop. One because it's the finances. Two. You're not going to go and get. You're not going to go, go and get tier one elite players because you're not playing Champions League football. It's simple. It's as simple as that. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Thomas Partey is, for all intents and purposes, a Champions League player. Yeah, definitely. Belongs player. He belongs in that competition. Definitely. So it, it's a coup that in it, in it, it's You know, it's 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 something that he's willing to he's willing to come. But it will be something else for for Arsenal to be able to agree that deal with Atletico Madrid 
Yeah. If, if, if I was to ask you to put, um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, ask to give me a percentage of, of how likely you think this deal is to get done. Because uh, obviously, like you said, the, the, the interest is long-standing, but obviously it's whether we can get that deal over the line. So um, we know he wants to come, Arsenal want to do the deal, but obviously, yeah. like you said, it's about the finances. So give, give me a percentage of what you reckon this is to get done. 40 and 45%. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to... I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, look. If they can strike a deal where they could put a player in, and if there's a player that Atletico Madrid would would take as part of the deal, so a player plus cash, then I think that 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 deal is a lot more realistic. But I just I can't see Arsenal slapping down fifty million pounds on the table for a player when when they're trying to get when they're now trying to get a centre half for twenty twenty five. Mm. Uh, and they've just they've just committed a, a, a okay it was a free transfer but they just committed a lot of money and wages to, uh, yeah. to yeah Sheldon's going to take that forty percent still and and, and put <laughs> yeah, some coins and put some coins yeah, down I, you know contribute on on that front he's um, going <laughs> to put some coins down you know and, it, and if it goes um, pear shaped he's going to blame you Sammy as well yeah, I, was no, trying, no, I was no, trying no. to give you the signal <laughs> like don't do it back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so Sammy I've got um, so just kind of move, moving it along um, this season Arsenal ranked I believe it was six we were very very low down in terms of chances created um, and that's not something you'd usually associate um with an Arsenal team. Arsenal create a lot of chances. I think we scored 56 goals in the league this season. So they said it was our lowest tally since the 1991 season. So obviously we've had an issue scoring goals and obviously to score goals, you need to create um, chances. And Arsenal used to have loads of creative midfielders. Uh, you're speaking about Fabregas, Nasri, Wilshar, Rizitsky, Heb, um, all that sort of specific player. And um, Arteta, towards the end of the season, he spoke about the need to renew that player um, because Arsenal don't really have that type at the moment. Obviously, we have Ozil who's sort of been um, sidelined and obviously he's not really in favour. So we kind of need a couple of those sorts of players. Um, so um, links we've seen um, to obviously possibly Ceballos back on loan again for another season. Um, and then there's also been tentative links. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans have got excited, but I don't really feel it would be possible um, to sign the Leon attacking midfielder, Hussein Alwar as well. So... Um, He's been um, tentatively linked. So um, give give us some give us give us some positive positivity, Sammy. Uh, any any um, chances of any sort of creative midfielders that you? I um, sorry to hark on about, it, but I you know I I, I I certainly think William does add that bow of, of creativity to, to to your armory. He can play across that 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 just behind the strike. You know, he can play number ten or he can play wide. I watched a lot of uh, Chelsea towards the back end of last season. I saw them a few times. Uh, he got injured for the final few weeks. That's why he obviously missed the cup final, right? Um, but prior to that, he was by far and away Chelsea's best player for me. He was excellent. Um, his use of the ball was brilliant. Keeps possession. Um, always seems to find space. Always seems to have time. Um, and if Arteta can harness that kind of quality, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely... Because he, he, you know, he's, he's got an eye for a, for a pass as well. Um, if, if, if Arteta can harness that kind of quality that he has, then that would certainly um, increase the, 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 the chances created rate. 
Um, the one that the one that would excite me, and it's um, it would be it would be mightily a complicated deal to 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 do was the Coutinho links. There was certainly there, there was certainly there is certainly proof there is certainly truth in that, given uh, given the club's uh, connections with 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 Coutinho's representatives. Um, and that deal, you know, depending on how the summer goes, that deal may still be um, achievable. I know Arsenal have said that they 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 won't do both Willy and Ancatinio, um, but I certainly think if come later in the window and it appears that he hasn't got a future at Barcelona under Koeman and they're willing to loan him out again, and if Arsenal could manufacture and engineer a deal in my opinion they'd be silly not to look at that um, because we know what Coutinho, what Coutinho can do he's a proven Premier League player did it at Liverpool over a number of years so he wouldn't need a lot of time to adapt to the, to, to, to the league so that would you know that would certainly that would certainly um, not that would be one that I would do, I would not saying it's going to happen but would, what, that would certainly be one that you'd, that you'd want it. That you'd want to keep an eye on, and definitely Sabios. I know. I know that they are looking to to uh, extend and do another twelve month loan. Um, but I just don't think they could probably afford him right now to, to to buy him permanently as much as maybe the club would want to. Because he was he was um, correct me if I'm wrong. Because you guys obviously saw more of Arsenal than I did. But he was he was terrific, wasn't he? Towards the Fantastic. towards the back end. Towards the yeah. back end of last season, he's probably one of your better players. I think after the restart, he pretty yeah. probably was our best player, definitely our best midfielder. Um, and and yeah. all, sign, all parts of positivity came from mm-hmm. from him for me. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure you think similar, Sean, as well. Yeah, no, he he was he was great. Um, he was, and I think I think he um, he seems to get on really well with Arteta, and Arteta really likes him. So, yeah. um, still only 23, and. Um, I think it would be a, if we could get him, it would be a good coup because Madrid have got a massive squad. I can't see him playing there much next season, and he wants obviously wants to play in the Spanish team for the Euros as well. So yeah. he probably knows he's more likely to get minutes at Arsenal. So um, if we could do another sort of twelve month deal, maybe with an option to buy, that 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 would that would be good. I think it would suit. I think that would suit Arsenal down to the ground if they could get a twelve month. A twelve-month loan with an option that makes all words of sense because, as you know, as they couldn't afford to probably buy him out right now, having loan players is never kind of an ideal scenario because if they do, if they do do really well, then you always run the risk, don't you, of losing of losing that player to another club, or he, if he does really really well, then he could go back to his parent club and you know who, who may decide they want him. So, if Arsenal can do do a deal whereby they have a concrete option to sign him at the end of the season, following a twelve-month loan. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Okay, so we've got to, we've got we've got to hope and pray really, and see and see what happens. Um, all right. So so one thing that we're not quite sure about um, as concerned fans, and lo- lo- loads has happened since Saturday um, with the club, with the announcement of Raúl Sanelli's departure. Um, you know, so people are uncertain about what that means and the implications that will have on um, any kind of summer business in terms of dealings. Um, the club have come out as well, and so I think it was Vina 
but someone said, um, you know, they accept, Arsenal accept that they need to be a bit more transparent with with the fans. You know, I've had a very dedicated and huge fan base, you know, and um, we're just not always sure what is going on at the football club and why, how decisions are made, why decisions are taken, whatnot. And that's because of the way that we're structured. But yeah, I think there is some acknowledgement of that. Um, Edu seemingly has been given more power, or well, that's what we're hearing. And Arteta's going to have a bit more authority as well over player signings. It sounds like they're going to work together. But we just don't know um, what the impact is going to be, if any at all, Raul Sané um, stepping down. What, 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 what do you understand about that? Um, I suppose, what are some of your thoughts, um, Sammy, on, on, the, on that whole situation? Uh, to throw it forward, uh, uh, Mikel Artesa will certainly um, have a greater, have a more substantial say. He won't, have a, he won't have a total say, but he'll have a more substantial say in recruitment. Uh, I think the Cronkies, I think the, the, the owners of the club have been deeply impressed with the way Arteta has gone. And I think they're putting their trust in his vision. Uh, and for him to be able to implement that vision, he will need, he will need the, uh, the authority to bring in the, 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 the quality and the sort of player that he wants. Now, uh, with San Leahy, San Leahy, listen, San Leahy, um, while he, you know, you'd, you'd look at, you might look at Arsenal's recruitment over the past few years and maybe you may think it's relatively questionable. What I would say about his, his, uh, his position is that he definitely opened doors for Arsenal in terms of recruitment. Uh, he would, he knows people who, uh, he knows people that Arsenal just simply wouldn't wouldn't have been able to have got, got to without him being there. His little contacts book, you know, it, 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 it's gold dust. So um, I think that I actually think the Gabriel deal. My understanding is the Gabriel deal was was has been was was brokered by by Raul prior to his to his departure. So we're seeing the we're kind of seeing the. Um, a lot, so a lot of the groundwork for that deal was 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 laid by was was laid by Raúl. Um, the Sabios deal last year that would have been uh, that you know that loan deal would have been would have been manufactured by him. So there's you know he's done he has done a lot of good work there. But equally, um, the Americans have seemed fit to, um, and the owners have seemed fit to 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 move him on. My understanding was probably that he. I think there was an element. There was an element of shock that he that he uh, that he was allowed to go. Um, but moving forward, um, it does. It, it certainly means that Arteta and Edu will be thrust into the will be thrust into the limelight, and that, that they will they will have um, a major say in 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 how where this club goes in terms of recruitment and what direction they head in. Um, what I would what I would say about that is that they're both former Arsenal players. I think they both have the club's interests at heart. Uh, my understanding is, is and, and the, the noises that are coming out of the club is that they get on well, so they have a good working relationship. So that 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 does that certainly bodes well. But what will be an interesting scenario is where they where they and it, and it happens in every recruitment department. It just wouldn't be exclusive to Arsenal where there where there might be a little bit of 
of a disagreement with regards to which players they go for and how then that issues are resolved um, with them working in tandem. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure they'll be able to to reach some sort of uh, resolution with regards to which players they go for. But obviously, Eddie will have his ideas with regards to what players he wants to recruit. Um, likewise, Arteta will have will have his ideas. So it will be interesting to see how that dynamic flourishes and how that how that works out. Mm. Yeah, and uh, th- th- there's there's noise as well about. Um... I'm going to do his name a, a, a disservice now. Is his name Tim Lewis? Tim Lewis. Tim Lewis. So there's noise as well about Tim Lewis being brought in. He's a guy that um, has been involved in many business deals for the Cronkays, you know, for some of their other ventures. They've known him for years. They trust him. He's a big Arsenal fan. Um, you know, he's, 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 he has been involved um, during, like, technical, what I'd like to describe as technical situations for some of their other businesses and some of their other ventures. And it looks like he's, 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 he's going to have um, a greater role or a greater presence or, or, or some sort. That's, that's, that's the noise coming out um, as well. So again, not sure kind of how much to make of that or what to believe, but it sounds like that's happening. And again, I think there are some sections of the fan base who are probably uh, sceptical is, is the word I'd use. Not sure if, um, you know, this is a good thing for the club. Not sure if this is a bad thing for the club. What does it, what does it actually mean? What does it actually mean? And I think that's what um, maybe what the club in their statement came out and, and, and yeah. said and, and meant when they were saying, you know, maybe we do need a greater degree of transparency with, 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 with the fans. There's also been noise as well, and I'm not sure how much um, weight to attach to this as well, but about... Um, David O'Leary having a, a, a role on the board, um, and again, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that tokenistic? Will, it, will, will we actually have any authority or what? So lots has happened, I think, since um, Friday, Saturday last week, and uh, I think you know it's rolled for a little bit, and it seems to have slowed down now with, with the actual transfer news about Gabriel, Gabriel yeah. picking up. But um, I, I personally, I'm a little bit. Mm, what's what's happening at, at, at this club? I love. I think Tim Lewis. I think the, the, the appointment Tim Lewis. What what that? As you as you as you as you correctly said, he has a long-standing relationship with the Cronkies. Um So I think it's safe to assume that, um, particularly while during at the moment when the travel restrictions are in place. Where the Cronkies may not be as as present at the club as as in obviously they're constantly present, but I mean actually at Highbury House, at the Emirates, at the training ground, um, he could essentially be their eyes and ears. You know, he could be their eyes and ears, and, and he could he could help he could help the Cronkies remain in the loop with regards to exactly what's going on uh, at, at at the club. I think that um, he will also help the club in terms of. Where, they, where he will help the club in terms of recruitment is, is, is ensuring that they get, they get value for money. There was a lot of talk last week about the, um, about the, the, the Pepe deal being looked at. Um, the club mm. have, 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 have denied there was an official, there was an, an, an official inv- investigation into that. But I, 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 while there wasn't, an, while I would agree, I concur, there wasn't an official investigation into it. 
my understanding was is that a number of deals were analysed and examined, just to just to you know purely see if there was value for, if there is value in money. Value for money. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you guys feel about um, Nicholas Pepe's. Uh, impact last season, you know, you should, perhaps you know, you know, seventy-two million pounds is a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> uh, but he seems he seems to divide opinion again among yeah. fans, and I don't know how I don't know how you how you guys saw his first season. Not 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 very many of us are are, are impressed, you know. Uh, I think uh, I, I think you know people have been objective. Some people have said, you know, we need to give him time. It, it, it has been a very chaotic season if you think about the way the season started. So it, if you look at things objectively, coming into a new league, um, you know, trying to find his feet um, under 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 a manager like you know Emery, where the, I think they were, I, I, I've been harsh on Emery. I don't think he's the he's obviously not the worst football manager, but he couldn't translate his ideas to 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 these players. He couldn't get his ideas across. Um, and there was a bad environment and a bad atmosphere at the club. So imagine, you, in essence, this is a player who's moved country, started a new job, expected to perform, but um, the organisation is failing to perform. That's kind of how I look at it on the one hand. Um, but on the other hand, big money's laid out for you. You need to turn up, you need to show up no matter what. And, and, there, and there are small things about his game, which I think, all right, even if the team aren't playing well, there are things about his game that many of us would like to see better, um, you know, him do better. Um, so that's, he, he's been frustrating at, at, at times to watch. Um, I think all things considered, I personally probably need to give him um, at least another half a season to see how he does under um, Arteta and to see if Arteta ball serves him well or if he can serve Arteta ball well. But um, not very many of us have been in, 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 impressed and not for that outlay as well. So, and I, and I I wasn't surprised as well when I heard the desert investigation into the dealings and the fit because had you, uh, yeah, he had a fantastic season for Lille, but had you arrive at a figure of seventy-two million pounds in 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 total, even if we didn't um, shell that money out all in one goal, how do you arrive at, at, at that figure when you think about what going rates were um, last 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 summer for players? Um, I'm not sure if. Sean has anything to add to that? Dan's just joined, German Dan's joined us as well, but he's 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 still in hiding. I'm not sure what he's doing. But chip him when you're ready. I didn't want to interrupt you, mate. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <in> monologue. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you doing? Hey, good man. Sean, do you did you have anything? Yeah, to add about I, Pepe? I mean, yeah, I, to, just just to add, obviously, yeah, we've spoken about Pepe loads of times this season. He he hasn't been great on the whole. Um, Obviously, it's, like you said, it's been a chaotic season. We've had three different managers, but there's stuff that we can he can do better himself. And obviously, we can all sit here and agree that we massively overpaid for him, irrespective of his last two seasons at Lille. We massively overpaid. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully under a more coherent and a more structured team under Arteta next season, he can show more. Well, it's not he can. He needs to show more anyway. So, um, so yeah, so there'll, be, so, so there'll, there'll be less patience with him next season. So... But um, but at the same time, yeah. Hopefully, we will have a team that can be geared up to also get more from him. So um, so yeah. So I think for, it's been underwhelming, but the jury's out next season. So let, let's let's see what he delivers on that front. Uh, German Dan, you got you you got anything to to to, to, to chuck in there about your boy Pepe, your ex boy Pepe? My ex boy. Yeah. I, I think I um I, I I'm inclined to give him time. Obviously, this is like a long term investment, right? So. 
Um, I'm trying to give him time. There's no, there's no way we can sell him now. So we have to back him really. But um, as you said, there's things in this game that um, disappointed me. Um, I do think he has, um, he, he still has um, the ability to turn this around. And there's a lot of fine tuning that needs to happen with him to, for his performances to, to overall be better. And I'm not just purely looking at goals and assists. I'm looking at actually playing well. Because um, there's been games when when he scored some great goals, and I didn't think he played well. So um, I think obviously I'll, I'll give him time, but I've, I've been disappointed with him this season, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair about Pepe. Anyway, yeah, enough about Pepe, man, because he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna dampen the mood. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Sammy, I've got so we've got two um, more questions or or, yeah. or 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 points that we've got for you, and then I think there might be one or two. Um, from 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 some of our listeners, but um, I suppose what what we want to know from you is um, what you think the expectation should be for Arsenal moving forward next next season. So let's 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 assume that um, and let's consider this in two ways. Let's assume that we do get in our transfer targets that we've spoken about. Um, what you think the expectation should be then, uh, but let's also consider if we're not able to land um, those specific targets who we who we who we spoke about, who we think probably would make us stronger, and that's um, Gabriel Partey, and um, obviously we've got William and may, and maybe uh, Coutinho or Sabalos. Let's say uh, if. If you get yeah, if you make if you meet the targets, if the recruitment targets are met, then you have to be you have to be pushing that top four. You have to be pushing that top four. That's like the league title for you next season. It has to be. This club financially is is built to be in the Champions League. That's how the, that's you know you got this self sufficient model which um, relies on having Champions League money. And uh, this is. Third, would this be the third season or the fourth season, consecutive season without that income? I think we're going into our fourth without um, Champions League, yeah, which is crazy. That's strain on the finances, Mm. massive strain. So, um, yeah, listen, I I think that I think the goal should be if you do have if you do get who you want in, it should be top four. If you don't, it should be top four. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be, um, because that's you know you're at the end of the day you you know you 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 are Arsenal Football Club and 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 you know you 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 know Wenger was Wenger built you know built the, the the modern the modern day Arsenal to be playing in 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 that competition and without it the longer you are out of that competition the. the the harder it is to, to to claw your way back into sort of Europe's elite. Every season, you, you you're not able to recruit the quality of player that you should be able to recruit, and and to and to get that back is a, is a is a is a massive ask. So, with the players, top four. Without the players, it still has to be top four. And I think that's where, you know. Mikel Arteta will certainly earn his corn because he's had a very promising, had a very promising six months. Uh, I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, but the, the proof has to be in the pudding from next season. And um, 
if he does, if he does, you know, if he, if he, if you if you get off to a good start and you and you and you do win, you know, you do win a few games early doors, then you can get the momentum behind you. Then I I I I, I don't and Aubameyang signs, which you which he is almost certainly going to in the next few days. Um, I don't I, I you know, and if you can get that back four drilled, there's no reason why you can't at least be there or thereabouts. Come the come the end of the season, you know, in, in that I when I we we will do we will do our predictions for um, soon for the newspaper, and I'm actually probably going to predict Arsenal get into it because it's so imperative. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Arteta knows he's he's deeply rooted in the in the traditions of the club. He mm-hmm. knows how important it is. Yeah, he knows what it's about. He yeah. knows what it's about, and I think that will count for a lot. Yeah. Um, Next season, so yeah, I'm 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 backing you to to, to break back in, and I and I think you've you, you you've touched on it as well when you when you're talking about Mikel Arteta. I suppose we wanted to know from you um, your outside view of um, his first nine months in charge. It's, it's it's been a hell of a nine months if you think if you think about it. Well, it's not even a full nine months really. Um, and it's definitely not a football in nine months. But um, what was it? The end of December was his appointment. Um, you know, so he took charge of the last game or two in December 2019. Yeah. Um, and then we had the three-month break. He had COVID himself. Um, you know, um, we've had the restart. And he's, he's, he's finished with a cup. So a lead position, absolute awful. That's not really down to... I, I find it hard to put that down to him. Um, but you could see the improvement with um, the performances and the results since he's come in. Um, so we've kind of got a view on on him and what we think about Arteta and how he's done. But how, how, how do you think he's done in these last eight, nine months? If it was, if it was a school report, you'd probably look in, what, like a, maybe a B minus, a B? Not been, you know, not been... Perfect. There's been some dodgy results, some dodgy performances, but um, you can only work with the personnel. You can only work with the tools that you've got, right? And let's not make let's not make any bones about it. You know, a lot of those players, ideally, in who are starting, wouldn't be starters in in Mikel Arteta's team. You know, he, he somehow mustered performances out of the, you know out of out of Mustafi. Mustafi looked like he was you know he was on his knees and he was nowhere near it, right? Mm. And he, and he mustered some good performances out of them. So that that speaks volumes for the for, for for his management style and his quality as a manager to be able to get Mustafi playing the kind of football that he he showed when he when he first arrived. Because I remember watching Mustafi when he first arrived under Wenger. That, that for that for that for a five month period he looked okay, and he and he and he's resembled something like that under Arteta. He sold, he sold us all a dream, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, if um, he's so, sorry, he's done. Yeah, so Artes has done brilliantly to, to 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 kind of resurrect Mustafi's career there. Um, but there are some chinks. You know, there are some chinks in the armor for sure. We mentioned earlier the the, the lack of creativity. Um, the lack of sort of goal scoring chances. Aubameyang, um, if he has two chances in a game, he's got to take both of them. 
because you're not going to, it's not like you're he's inundated with chances, which is, that's what makes his, his goal ratio incredible because, you know, one chance, one goal, bang. And that's why, you know, that's what, that's what makes him so good. That's why he's going to become the second highest paid player at the club very, uh, in the not too distant future. Um, but the proof, as I said, will be in the pudding next season for, for Arteta. It will be, um, it'll be more, it will resemble more, if he can get the plays that he, in that he wants, it will resemble more of his, of his, of his squad. It will, be, it will be his, you know, more of his team. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of how, a lot of how Arsenal do in the, in the transfer market and their recruitment will, will essentially dictate the direction that the season goes in. But I think the, the early signs, the early signs from Arteta from, from the back end of last season are good. And, that, you know, we shouldn't discount the kind of momentum that winning the FA Cup might, will, will, will give the squad uh, heading into next season. They, they're able to go into it with a, on, on a high. Uh, hopefully they'll go into it with some new players. They'll go into it with a with a with refreshed Aubameyang with a new contract. So um, I think all the all the, the arrows are pointing upwards at the moment. Yeah, no, that's 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 helpful. That's helpful. I think would anyone disagree with this scorecard rating? No, yeah, I think I think a B minus a B is B is good. Um, like Sammy said, he's he's done his best with the tools available at his disposal at the moment. But um, we really, he he said it in so many interviews towards the back end of last season as well. If we we're really to improve as a team and as a club, he put a lot of pressure on the owners. He's like, financially, we need to be backed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why all of Sammy being downbeat on our transfer targets uh, has upset me a bit tonight. So I need uh, I need to I, I need something to make me a bit more confident. So, uh, so yeah. So ho- hopefully um, Sammy's wrong and <laughs> we get a couple and we get. A couple. It won't be the first time, trust me. <laughs> so <laughs> and we get a couple more players in. But yeah, I mean, for us to push towards the Champions League, we, we, we need players. You see United, you see United trying to strengthen with Sancho. You see Chelsea doing a lot already, um, and that's our competition. Um, so if we're going to be a top four side, we need the relevant players to push us towards. And those, a lot of the targets we've been linked to, we've all been quite positive about, and that would be good if we can get them. But like you said, it's about getting them over over the line, starting with Gabriel. So yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, Sammy, we've had you for the best part of a, of, a, of an hour. I said we'd be quick, but the conversation's actually topped off. Um, there's there, there's there's not much. From us, there are a few um, of our listeners have, have, have written in and want to put some questions. I'll, I'll only ask a, a, a couple of these. Um, there's many of them you've already covered, to be fair. But um, I'll start with um, Sasha, who's asked if you think there are any alternatives to Gabriel. Well, the one that they would, the one that they would desperately love to go for would be. But I think the rest of Europe would now want to go for him. Is it would be obviously up in Makano. Yeah. But I just, uh, you know, that that when when San Leahy spoke last season about outsmarting the market, he's the player that they were talking. About. He's the kind of player that they're talking about. For, for they should have done that deal last season because it's impossible now for for for, for Arsenal, I think, to to be able to get up in Makano. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, so you know when you know when when San Lady said that last season, that that's the, the kind of profile of the player. I think that's what they're trying to do now with Gabriel. 
you know, outsmarting the market means going for the player before anyone else does. And it does, it might mean taking a bit of a chance on someone, but unfortunately that's the position that Arsenal are in at the moment. Um, but yeah, listen, you know, Upper Makano would be a dream signing, centre-half signing for Arsenal, but I, I, you know, given his performances this season and his most recent performances in the Champions League, it's going to be difficult. I yeah. think Arsenal to, to 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 get anywhere near to that. Yeah, he might, he's, he's, he feels like the one that that's got away, especially after those um, monster performances. Yeah, um, you know, over the weekend and before what well, up to now, but he, he's been solid even before the restart and the Champions League and whatnot. We've 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 all known about his quality and have been singing about him for for a long time here as well. Uh, what, um, I, what I would what I would would say is uh, why. No. There's some really good centre halves in English, young sort of English centre halves. Not, in, well, maybe not, not even necessarily young. I know they'd be expensive, and it, it, it would take you would take a, some negotiating to get deals over the line. But you know, you, you look. I look at the likes of Lewis Dunk and maybe you know Tarkowski, Ben Mee uh, at Burnley. You know, um, and those guys would jump at the chance to play for for, for a club the size of Arsenal. Um, you know, why not? Why not sort of cast your cast the, the net towards you know close to home to the Premier League because that way you know you, you kind of know what you're getting. You know you're getting proven. You know you know you're getting proven players who can play in the league. Of course, there is the added um, uh, difficulty of, of negotiating those deals because they they will be expensive. But you know, at least you know. You know, at least you know that said play will will be able to slot straight into your back four. Do we, do we um is it something to do with like the English premium though the ta- the uh, well, yeah, the, the tax yeah. that you pay on, yeah, exactly, on the, yeah. whereas if you look at like you know some 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 of the quotes for Lewis Dunk we're talking about 40 million pounds for for him when you think um Arsenal potentially could have done a deal for Okamakano for the same um for the same amount last summer, um, maybe even this year, you know, pre um, pre his current performances. So, um, you know, I think maybe that's, and I, I don't think our weakened financial position helps at all because then it's like you're trying to look for the look for the quality and a player like Lewis Dunk, yeah, absolutely good defender, knows the league well, but is he going to give you? Is he the same profile? Is he in the same bracket as a player like Upu? I mean, we're not going to bag Upa Makano on that anyway, so it's a bit of a yeah, a bit of a meat point. But yeah, but I I, I I I hear you. There is a point. There is a question about um, kind of like why Arsenal don't um, why Arsenal never seem to wrap up their transfer business early enough in the market. And um, mm. do you, uh, I suppose to to. Do you have a view on that? Is it just like the way that we 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 kind of do business? Is it? Uh, I I think that's changed. I think that started to change. Hmm. Uh, you only have to look at the Raul deal. You know that that was that's been announced relatively sharpish, hasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Um, not Raul, William. Obviously, Raul had that. Yeah. And I think you know, yeah. they're obviously trying to wrap wrap up. Um, Gabriel now relatively sharp. I I think during the during that during the, the sort of towards the end of the Arsene Wenger's era, there was an indecisiveness for sure about the completion of deals. 
I think there was always a case whereby, uh, and as much as I love Arsene Wenger, you know, he was there was a he was always waiting for something better to come along with regards mm. with regards to players. So he was always reluctant to to have a final say and to and to, and, and to seal and to seal deals. And he was always had he always needed to be urged into doing it. Mm. Uh, but I do I do think they've improved somewhat uh, in closing those and certainly in closing those deals. So uh, I think long you know long may that continue because I think that's that's what that's what players want. That's what our, that's what um, supporters want, isn't it? Yeah. They want they want the business done early. Yeah. So no faffing around at the start of the season going into the transfer window. You know the the deadline. You know what you've got. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's similar to Chelsea. We only have to look over the road to Chelsea, who signed um, Hakim Ziyech, you know, yeah. uh, very early. Um, you know, whilst the season was still ongoing, I think pre-lockdown um, they signed him or they announced the signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That deal was done early. They'd wanted him for a long time, but fair enough. Um, they signed Timo Werner. Um, you know, the the the, the deal that's dragging is the Kai Havertz one, but I think people have known about him as well. So it's, it's you know, yeah. But, um, you know, again, an example of a team who's just, they've identified, done a lot of work, identified their targets and said, yeah. And yeah, Chelsea's financial situation is very different to ours. So people shouldn't hear me kind of comparing us in, in, in that way and saying we should go out and spend what they spend. Or But I'm talking about the process of identifying players and pursuing your targets early doors. Um and then you know what you're working with. The coach knows what he's working with in and out. He's got a better deal of his squad earlier on, can do the work he needs to do with them pre-season and have them ready for the season. I'm not a fan of players coming in late in the transfer market and then taking, in the transfer window, sorry, and then taking time to um, adapt um, and, you know, settle in and, you know, the season's about to start and this player's unsure. You know, I just, I've never been a fan of that, really. I want to know. And from a fan's perspective as well, I want to know who, if I do want to, if I am still going and getting my name, a player's name on the back of my shirt, I want to know, you know, yeah, I, I want yeah, to know. I want to know. So, um, yeah, it, but, 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 but let's see. Um, I've got one from Johan Yo who um, is asking, Sammy, who do you expect to have left the club by the time the transfer window closes? So we've, a number of departures, um, a number of our players have been linked with departures away, moves away from our club. Who do you think will, will go? I think they, they, they would listen to offers for a few. I think, I think we know that they, they want to, they, want, they, they, they will listen to offers for Gwen Doozy. For sure, he's fallen yeah. out of favour. We know, you know, there's, there's been issues with his, with his attitude, so that that will be one. Um, I think that they're trying to they're trying to use Gwen Doozy as, as as make weights in certain deals for, for for players that they want to bring in. But the problem they're going to have is that you know it's pretty clear that Arteta's um, disregarded him because of his attitude problems. So it's going to yeah. be. I don't think clubs are going to be rushing to bring in that that, that sort of player to their club. Yeah. Time will tell. They might be able to get a good deal for for him. Um, we know also that they would that we all know, you know we, we, it's no secret that they want to that they want to offload Mesut Ozil. That isn't going to happen. I think he's mm. going to stay out his final twelve months. Um, rightly or wrongly, I don't know how supporters feel about that. But you know the guy's on three hundred fifty k a week. He's not going to get that anywhere else mm. in the world. They only got one year left. You know, 
you know, and, and, and you know, you might call him a, you might call him a, um, well, you might call him something completely, you know, all the names under the sun. Yeah. But you know, he's well within his rights to see yeah. out to see yeah. out his final twelve months. He's not going to get that anywhere. He's you know, he's, he's you know, he's, pro- he's approaching the, the the twilight of his career. But so yeah, I think that if they could get, if they could get rid of Mesut Ozil, they certainly would. Um, you know, despite, despite his improved performances, I think they listened to others for Mustafi. Um, there's a cloud over Maitland Niles' future, mm. and I, I think if the the right offer came in for Maitland Niles, um, they would certainly they would certainly listen to that. So there's if you know there's, there's quite a few players that they would that they would they would look to offload to try and supplement what money little money kind of Arteta does have to spend. Um, but again, it's, it's it's getting those deals and getting the kind of money that you want and getting those deals over the line that is always the the most uh, difficult part of of the negotiation. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay, that's that that's that's it from that's it for listeners' questions. Um, is there is there anything from you guys before we wrap up, Sean or Dan? I'm gonna say uh, my cameo was. Um... <laughs> Very short and <laughs> got some trust minutes, like some Nelson minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. You got some Reese Nelson minutes, yeah. Nelson minutes yeah, just to build up, yeah, <laughs> build up performance. <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing from you, German Dan. Sh- sh- Sean, anything no, from you? No, good on my front. Thank yeah. you very much for coming good. on again, though, Sammy. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh. Honestly, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, listeners, Sammy Mokadov from um, the Daily Mail, it's the chief writer. If you guys don't already know, you should know that stuff. So, yeah, come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks, thanks, Sammy. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good to do this again. Maybe uh, when the season has started, at a less busier um, time time for you. But yeah, kind of respect how busy you are. Any time, guys. Any time. Just give me a shout, and I'm I'm, I'm more than happy to help. No, we'll do. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. All right. That's 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 it from us. Um you guys know where to find us, usual places. Um, you know, if you prefer to um watch this as a visual um pod, then it's available on YouTube. Otherwise we're on all your platforms, Spotify, um, etc. etc. Apple Apple Podcasts, etc. etc. So yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. in five seconds why do you start with that the breakfast stampede meal it's only at mcdonald's where there's a meal for every morning 
And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Sports Social Podcast Network.